0: All right, let's go. Today's daf is daf Tesvav, page 15. We're on the bottom of daf, Yud Dal and we are about to start the Gemara. Ukha ben Azai says the Gemara. We mentioned in our Mishnah that there's a um about whether there was a ticket for one type of mitzahira. We know when a person brings a achayte, there's different levels of karbonoes and the sachim. So we had a machlekes whether there's only one type of ticket that was purchased in the base of Megdash. whether there was two types, one for the wealthier and one for the poor. So that's what we're going to start out with. We're going. This Gemara is going to take us until the next mission on the uh, about a third of the way down on Dav tesvav, and then the remainder of the blood is going to have a lot of agarata, uh focusing primarily on how to give tzedakah. Very, very interesting Gemara. Here we go. Um, Ula ben Azai dal lama says the Gemara. Why was it necessary to have two tickets, one for a wealthier Mitzrayah and one for a poor Mitzrayah? And for the Gemara, maybe Luga because Ben is going to say that the, the poor person is not going to buy it in the Beis Hamikdash. He's going to bring it on his own, okay? And therefore, he doesn't need the full package from the, from the uh, Makola to the Beis Hamikdash. But according to Abbanon, they say no that he's going to bring a gedi, he's going to bring a goat, and therefore he's going to need the, the three-log and memela. Either way, even if he doesn't need the full amount that's needed for the exact carbon that he's bringing, he can still get a different amount of oil that's appropriate for himself. The Gemara asks, How much nisachim is brought with a rochel, a lamb, says the Gemara. Well, we learn it out from the Mishnah, we said that when it says the, the ticket that said gedi, he got everything right. He got gedaylim, ketanim, zeharim, and kevas wherever he needed. Had amri gedi. So you see that the amount of nesachim pourings needed for the Rachel, for the lamb is the same as the nesachim for the gedi for the goat. Why is it got to say for each share, to teach us that there's no difference between the amount of that's brought for a a calf, which is uh, an animal called a calf up until and through its first year uh, in the middle of its first year and from the of a shark, which is now no longer a calf and in its second year of life bedin. Because we would have thought, ben hatsayin ta'on nesachim, that if the child of a tsayin of of cattle needs nesachim, uben aboker ta'on nesachim, and a, and ben aboker itself needs nesachim, in matzon bin nitzchei kevas the nitzchei ayu. So once you find there's a difference between the nesachim of a lamb and the nesachim of a sheep, the lekachne da'chlag bin nitzchei egel and nitzchei shoy. Now on the top of today's daf, we should also make a uh, we should there should also be a difference. Between the Nesachim of a animal within its first year and the Nesachim of an animal in its second year. Tamar Leimar. Therefore, it says, meaning, Magid. What do you see from that pasuk? It teaches me. There's going to be the same amount of Nesachim poured when you're bringing an animal that's within a year, whether you're bringing an animal that's brought in its second year. Okay. It says the Gemara. Why do you got to say "ila Ayo or to a or to a ram? Why do you got to say a ram? We already know. Uh, those words seem to be extra because he already told us the halachas of a ram. And for the Gemara, I would have thought, according to logic, once you find the difference between an animal in its first year and an animal in its second year, the kach shalish. So I would say, oh, one year brings one log, two years brings two log, three years brings three log. That once you get to the name ram in its second year, the nesachim is going to stay no matter what the age. Says the Gemara, why does the Torah say ay la Or for a sheep amongst the sheep, a young go, a young sheep amongst the sheep. The Gemara says I would have thought according to logic in the next ayo If there's difference between the amount of nesachim of a sheep and a ram. Well, it should also make a difference between the nesachim of a kesev, a female sheep, and an older, uh, an older lamb, which is in its second year. Tamar Leimar, Oila Seba therefore it says, Oila Seba which teaches us that once you reach the age of two and you have the status of being a, full, uh, a full-fledged sheep, also, it's going to stay similar to what we said in the previous thought when it came to a ram. Why does it say or to the goats? Sigmar says another, I would have thought with logic. Once you find the difference between the Sachem of, a, of a, young, uh, a young lamb and the Sachem of a ram in its second year, I would have thought also make enough meaning between the gadil and the between a young goat and a adult goat tomorrow I beism hikish cotton shapizim the godol shapat to say maza beshlisha slugen just like the young goat he has three lug of wine afzer so to the older goat beshlisha slugen is going to have three lug of wine period okay end of that tomorrow one last quick piece before we get to the new mishnah the shame We said that the date was written on the tickets that you went to the right. You went to the cashier. You said what you needed, and you paid, and you got a ticket. The date of purchase was written on that ticket. Why? Says the Gemara Think about it. say Because right now, says the Gemara, maybe uh, the Gemara is assuming that the day means the day of the week. And therefore, if it writes Monday, so you can bring it any Monday, the so Gemara says no. It wasn't just that the Shemayam was Monday, Shem Mishmar HaKosu Kosavala. It was the name of the group of the Mishmar of Gahanim was also written, and every week was a new group of Gahanim. And therefore, it's not going to help, because it said Monday of the, of the Singman uh, Mishmar, right? And then if he comes back the next week, uh, Monday of the uh, Rifkin Mishmar, we'll say, Ha! Yeah, 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 trickster! Yeah, you didn't pay, you didn't buy it today. Haggab uh, says the Gemara, what happens if he comes back the next time that Mishmar's there? So then, still, you know, on the Monday of that Mishmar, he can still pull off his shtick. Day of the Gemara says, Shemayyam, Shem Shab, Shem The day uh, of the week, the day of the month, the Mishmar, everything was written. And if a person wants to pull a shtick, it ain't happening. You're going to have to be. Uh, so create some sort of counterfeit, you know, go so, go so far as to create some sort of counterfeit Matzias or twist yourself in a, into a pretzel in order to figure out how to steal. We don't want to offer the opportunity for people to take advantage of the base I, Why are we so concerned? Uh, okay, listen, we're concerned about Mamun HaKtish. Apparently, the same way nowadays we can have Maesalach, you can have stories of people who try to take advantage of a community or Mamun HaKtish. So, uh, you know, back then, it applied as well. Okay, here we go. End of that Mishnah. Now we're going to start a brand new Mishnah. This is very, very, very fascinating. Um, discuss, we're going to start out discussing the, the donations to the Beis Hamikdash and different rooms inside the Beis Hamikdash. And we're going to get into a, the, the proper method that a person should be giving to with here we go stainlesskers have me there were two rooms inside the base synagogue has lishkas khashoyn one of these rooms uh was called the room of khashoyn of of um quiet talk yeah khashoyn is like quiet The akhas lishkas akel the other one was the lishkas akel What is it says amar lishkas khashoyn this quiet room what was it yurashet noisun saye bkhashoy so People who were afraid of sinning would give money very privately. See, so you, you, you drop some money off and poor people would come and, you know, uh, see the money there and they would take it, but nobody else noticed. So what, this is what we call giving tzedakah quietly. There was a place, I don't even know who's getting it, there's it's not a whole public thing, I'm giving you a thousand dollars. Look what a tzaddik I am. No, you put money in the side. That was the quiet room. It was like the place where, where people were who were sin fearing people, God fearing people, would place their money for tzedakah, and people who needed, would we'll come and get it. Lishkas What was the room of the of the vessel room? Call mishu misnadev kli. Anybody who promised a vessel, zarka liseicha would throw it in there. Vachas Once every thirty days, the treasurers would open up that room. The kol klisha matzubay tzayech is anything that they could make use of any sort of vessel that the bais hamikdash can can uh, gain from manichan they would put it to use b'asher demkaram and the rest they make a garage sale right they would make a, a garage sale and everything that was donated that they didn't need they would sell off and use the money with the the money would be used for the be'adikabayis a fascinating approach right a lot of times you have an organization. People want to donate, and that's got nothing to do with my institutions, has got nothing to do with my organization. So they say, no. Yeah, and, uh, please don't donate it. And the base of Minkdash, people want to donate. They didn't want to tell people, don't donate. So they said, you know, drop your stuff off. You could donate. Drop your stuff off. And uh, and we'll make use of it. At uh, We'll make use of it at... Uh, we'll sell it and use the money for the bedek habayis. All right? So that was the approach... That the fundraising committee of the Beis Hamikdash, had, and that was the purpose of this room. Rabbi Yaakov Baridi, Rabbi Yisak Bar Nachman, Rabbi Parnosim, Rabbi Yaakov Baridi, and Rabbi Yisak Bar they were community parnosim. They they sustained. They were community leaders, askonim. le Chama and they gave Rabbi Chama the following Yishuah dinner v'u yavin le and he would give it to others. This is very very interesting. Okay. Listen to this. The Tiklam Chadaten explained why would they do this? Why would Rabbi Yaakov, Rabbi Yitzhak Achman give it to Rabbi Yishio's father? So he says like this. If you have a rabbi or a community leader walk over to somebody and hand them a check, people might think it's Sedaka. Why getting a check? Oh, the rabbi's got a discretionary fund. Right? We have a discretionary. Fund. Oh, maybe. People could start thinking. So what they did was like this. They gave it to somebody who was thought to be a re, a, a Yid, a regular Yid in the community. And people sometimes give each other checks. There's no suspicion at all that this is coming from Sadaka funds. So they gave it to somebody who particularly did not have a position, so that when he walks over to other people and hands them money, it'll be that there's no there's not even a, a risk of any sort of embarrassment. Everybody was talking about Zechariah who was Levi's son in law. How were they speaking about him? Amrin, they said, Yeah, he doesn't need tzedakah, but he takes tzedakah from the coffers. They found that what was going on with him is that he was never kept the money for himself. They found his ledgers that all the money that was taken, he took it on behalf of all the poor people that were too embarrassed to come take from the Pushka. See, he went and took money on their behalf. Everybody else thought he was a ganav, taking advantage of the system. In the meantime, he wasn't. He was just passing it on to them. I, we should be asking a kasha that I don't have an answer to completely. What's the kasha? What's the question? What have we been learning? Right, don't do things that doesn't look good in the eyes of other people. We just learned that, and we stressed it in the Gemara. It's very interesting. It's very interesting that Zechariah, the son of Eblavi, the Gemara here seems to explain that, despite that, it seems what he did was tzidkas. It was a it was a proper thing. The only message I could take from this is that yes, the Yisem Nakiyah Yet, when other people's honor is at stake, and there's particular circumstances where you're trying to save people from embarrassment, maybe it's maybe it's allowed, even though it's not going to look good personally on me. But if it's going to help other people look good, uh, maybe it's permitted. But I, th- you know, I think each time a Shiloh needs to be both shikol hadas. You need to balance out the tutsdodim, and you got to ask a Shiloh. You got to know what's right. But just no notice. That this is a type of situation that's—he doesn't seem to be the Yisim Nikiem. Like he did something that people could gossip about him with. bar Papa, been Papa would give out Sadaka at night, so nobody would see. Chazman one time, Pogabey River in Deruchaya, a shade met him at night. Amarle like ain Alfan Rabbi, didn't Rabbi say Leisasi Gvul reyecha. Who are you to be handing out zedaka at night? Nighttime is my—that's my turf. That's my place, all right. You don't belong uh, outside at three o'clock in the morning. But to give money quietly changes the anger of Hashem. The shade upon that response became scared and ran away. The mitzvah of tzedakah saved him from this shade. Says Nice the Dal doesn't say Ashrei nice A dal fortunate is somebody who gives to a dal, a poor person. Ella Ashrei Maskil El dal. Right. This pasuk in Tehillim. Fortunate is somebody who gives to a, who gives an impoverished person Maskil with Seichel. With Seichel, with thinking. Ashrei Maskil oh, beautiful. What does that mean? Somebody who contemplates what's the best way to do this mitzvah. How would a do the mitzvah of, uh, uh, you know, how, how, how would he perform mitzvahs following this pasuk of Ashray Maskilel? When he'd see somebody he used to have money and lost the money, he would say to him, "Bini, my child. That's an expression that people of endearment that people use for others. You know, I heard, he basically made up a Bubba bub Mice. He walks over and says, You know, I heard that you got a good either Yerushua, a nice business deal coming in. You know, I, I trust that you'll get back on your feet. Taylat you Perea, you know, take money now and you'll pay me back. You'll pay me back, don't worry. And then, Mindahavanasev, once the guy had the money, the guy was up. People are, people are, they don't feel embarrassed to take a loan, people are embarrassed to take charity. People are bad to take loans. Everybody gets in a pinch at a certain time. You need a loan. I'll pay you back in a week, in a month, in a year, whatever it is, right? But you pay me at least. There's a certain, there's a certain uh pride that people that that people keep when they take loans that they don't have when it's a gift. So he made it, he pretended like it was a loan, and then once he gave it, he would say, by the way, don't worry about it. Right? He would say, It's okay, please don't pay me back. That there are sabin, there are elderly people. Nowadays, the first nowadays. give them tzedakah within Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, They would be neisivit. They would take it. This is fascinating. After Yom Kippur, they'll never take tzedakah. Amrin, they said gabon. It is, Hashem decrees how much money we get. And we don't need to get it from tzedaka. Now, during Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, during the Aseres nothing is stamped. So during that time, they'll take, uh, they'll they'll take because nothing's set. But once you get through Yom Kippur, where the amount of funds are set, they're like, listen, I don't need your tzedaka money. When however Hashem wants to send me money in a different way, um, th- that's how I'm going to take it. Yerushalmi. <inaudible> He said to him, says to Nachemia, Be Zaicha with me and a chicken. Buy me a chicken. And the Tikna chatin says a beautiful zach. The tiknakin says, What does it mean be be with me? What does that mean? She says It's um Zahimi, I'm sorry. It's about halfway, uh, two thirds of the way down the tiklen on the Omud. He basically he says tiklen I say imi tzedaka, be zaychel with me. Right. Well, we said this in Shulah the other the other week. When we give our Gashmias to somebody else, when we give our physical money to somebody else, they end up with physical with physicality, and we end up with spirituality. Their gashmias is my rochmias. Right? Their physical needs becomes my spiritual so this, so this Yerushalmi walks over to Nehemia and he says, Bizaycha with me. Meaning, buy me a chicken, but you're getting more than me. I'm going to get a chicken, I'm going to give you a mitzvah. Yeah, I'll give you a mitzvah. So Amar Late Nehemia says, Halach, to me de kupad. Take some money to buy meat. Ve, Now, it seems that chicken was more expensive than meat back then. And this guy bought meat, and he died. Nehemia was upset at himself. He cried out, and he said, That um, that, uh, I I wasn't careful enough in how I gave tzedakah. Says the Tiklan Chadatin that what Nehemia realized after this story is... Different people's physical makeups allow them to eat different items. And therefore, if a poor poor person's body is used to particular foods, I shouldn't try to be cheap with them or even too expensive with them. right? If that's the food they're used to, that's the food that we, on our end, should provide. Nochemish Gamzu. Yeah, famous Nochemish Gamzu. Gamzu Lutayvam. He was bringing a present to his father-in-law, and there was a person who was in terrible pain. A mukha is somebody who's, who's got boils all over his body. He says, Please give me what you have. He says, you know, I could, I could give you on my way back. Okay? So um, he felt he had a mitzvah of, you know, to uh, keep going and to show kavod to his father-in-law. And he says, hey, "I'll give you a gift on my way back. I'll be there soon." Miss. He came back; the guy had died. Omar, the and said, The eyes that were that that the, the, the warm eyes that saw you, v'lo but did not satisfy you, yistamyon." Should become blind, he was basically saying that I deserve to be punished for this the hand that did not give uh, you know did not use itself to give you, should be cut off Raglaya the foot to on that didn't run to give you your sovereign should break Umatian came and Nohamish Gamz who ended up. With all these things. Salak L'gabay Rebbe Rabakibba came up to visit Nachubish Gamzu. He's now very sick. His eye, his hand, his leg. Omar lai Elisha uh, Nachum, I need to see you like this. Omar Lay Nachum says, don't say Nabuch. Elisha He says, I'll be better I, I would be worse off if I wasn't like this. I thank Hashem that I received it in this world. Omar Rebbe Rabakiva says, Ma'at I'm sorry. Uh uh ain't Elisha that, that uh, woe to me if I don't say you like this. Rabbi Kiva says, Oh, you're upset at me. It sounds like a curse. I should also be like that. That you shouldn't minimize Yasuram that a person has. Because Baruch who sends me these pains, these surums, that means that it's necessary and, and uh, there's no need for you to uh, lament my, uh, my tsaras, my afflictions. Rabbi Um was the teacher, Rabbi Re- Re- Yishiyah's son's teacher was blind. And Rabbi would, you know, he'd eat lunch with the family, with this the blind Rebbe. One time he had guests, and he didn't come to eat lunch with his child's Rebbe. So that night Rabbi went to him, and he said, "I'm sorry, I couldn't make it for lunch." He says, "Please don't be upset that I didn't join you for lunch. I had, I had, uh, I had guests." I said to myself that you know it shouldn't be a a a, a lack of cover, a lack of honor given to them on this day. Okay. Begin came, and because of that, I didn't get okay. So the, his son's teacher said, Ato, Pise, You have calmed me down. You've been mefayas. To somebody who cannot see, but is seen by others, meaning me. Dein meschame but the one who sees, but can't be seen, should accept your apology, meaning HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I'm blind. People see me, but I can't see. Aqadizbaru is the opposite. Aqadizbaru can't be seen, but does see everything. Had Omar Lay Rajah's Adam where'd you get where'd you get this chap from? Omar Lay says to me, Rabbi Lazb Yaqov, Reblah Yaqov Al Khad Sagi Nuhura Lakate, Rabbi Lazibaniakov once had a blind person come to him. Ya also Rablaz bin Yaakov Le ra Minay, Rabbi Lazibaniakov, um uh, made sure to make himself look worse than this blind poor person. He didn't say anything to this blind guy. When this blind poor guy showed up, the Belozman Yaakov, the Reshiva, he sat him on the dais. And he sat himself, the Yaakov sat himself underneath him. Why did he do that? So that people would say, look what a a guy is in town like yusuf al-blaz ibn yakub al-rami nay that he's even sitting above al-blaz ibn yakub abdullah barnasid and this guy got donations that day wow like he never gotten his life umar line he said man hakan what's going on umr lay blaz ibn yakub yusuf al-rami no al-blaz ibn yakub's He shows you covid yeah he's he's got a lot of honor for you that sallallahu alaihi wa and um, and he said, he davened for himself, and he says, <laughs> He said to Rabbi Lozman Yaakov, You did chesed for somebody who is seen and cannot see others, then the one, Hashem, the chami, that sees the lo mishame and cannot be seen, yigmol yoso chesed should do kindness for you. Okay, so again, you see this important idea, not just of, giving tzedakah, but how important it is and how we do it, and uh, to ensure that uh, people don't lose out on their honor. Says the Gemara, We're walking amongst the shuls of Lut. It's very interesting. He says, My family, I know, donated a lot of these shoals. Apparently came from wealthy families. I wonder how many shuls in this city has my family's name on the front uh, you door. Know, on the front door Yeah? Your family's into donating buildings? I got better things for them to do. Your question should be not how many buildings did my family help build. Your question should be how many poor people did my family not support because they wanted to put their names on a building. Yeah, it is. Loi Habe is nash, the yelik there's poor people that don't have the strength to sit and study Torah now because your family instead went and built Bate Midrashas, okay? Now, this is a Gemara that we can give an hour shear and we probably should at some point, because it deals with priorities in Tzedakah. The Shulchan Aruch brings priorities in Tzedakah. There's a hierarchy in how Tzedakah funds are supposed to be used. Now, we know practically speaking Every valid institution needs money. Okay? Anything needed for a Jewish life cycle needs to be supported. And if you only support people who are poor, you're not going to have schools, you're not going to have shuls, you're not going to have cemeteries, you're not going to have mikvahs, you're not going to have an eruv. If you only take care of the poor. So, what is it? So... There's a whole sheer, I mean, there's a whole discussion and a whole halacha that that uh, needs to be needs to be understood. With this, upper for for this Gemara, what we need to know is that there must be a there. There's the bottom line is everything needs to be balanced out. Everything needs to be balanced out. And apparently, at that time, there was more money needed for the poor than to build big fancy buildings. Also, the amount that goes into each thing, right? If let's say a building needs a half a million dollars to be built, and we choose to make a $1.2 million building, that's also a difference. You got to be very careful how money is appropriated. Okay, here we go. Rabbi Ovin wanted to buy Gates Desidra Rabba for the big yeshiva. We're now turning to the top of Tes Vav Ahmad Bey's all right? Reb Jonathan, Tesvah Bama Also, Reb Anu Legev, came to him, Omer he says to him, Chami of this. See what I've done. Omer says to him, Yishkak Yisrael, Zesev, Vayiven Heicholois, Klag Yisrael, forgot Hashem, and instead built big buildings, built schools, And therefore, very nice you put on big fancy doors, but, instead you should have given the money to the poor people. So that they could be involved in the study of Tyra, they could have used that money, and instead of being a little ostentatious with the funds, you could have used it better elsewhere. Okay. Last piece of Gemara for our Perik. Tani, we learned in a Bryson. The ha-mizbeach, anything I would set aside for them is are allowed to take, anything, anything that's set aside for the Bedeh Gabbayes to upkeep of the base of HaMiklash was allowed to be elevated to be used for Karbanes. <speaking in Hebrew> but the Bedeh Gabbayes was not allowed to take things that were set aside for the Mizbech. <speaking in Hebrew> You're allowed to use things to go up in Kedusha and not to go down. <speaking in Hebrew> Even though initially it was supposed to be for the carbonis you see, that, that uh, ultimately the money is allowed to be used for the upkeep of the Beis HaMikdash, No, you're not understanding it. Kine Masnisa. Here's how you understand the Mishnah. It means Lishkas bedek ha It was given to the lishka, the room, the chamber of the bedek ha And, um, and uh, we're, we're dealing over here again with things that were used for the highest level of Kiddushah. Hadron Allah, Elohein amamunim, Hadron Allah, Elohein amamunim, Hadron Allah, Elohein We will return to you, perek Elohein amamunim. That finishes the fifth perek, And now we start the sixth perek of shkolim. As we enter the home stretch of the Mesechta, we're two-thirds of the way through, approximately two-thirds of the way through um, our Mesechta. We got to go until Daf Chav Beis. So um, here we go. Uh, Perek Vav. Beautiful, beautiful uh, Perak as always, as uh, we've had, as we've gone through Shkolem. And the Mishnah is going to discuss the various boxes and chests and rooms that The base Hamikdash had, and the different areas where people would bow down, and we're going to focus initially in the Mishnah on the number thirteen. See, here we go. There were thirteen shayfaris. Okay. Now, the reason why it was called a shayfer is because it was a pushka, and it was narrow on top, so that the money could go in. But nobody could stick their hand in to take the money out. Okay? Like a shifer. It's narrower on top and it gets wider towards the bottom. So these 13 shiferists were really boxes that held money. But they were shaped like a shifer. Okay? There were 13 tables as well. And there were 13 locations where people would bow down to the base of So, says the Kumar, an interesting thing. By the way, The families of Rebbe Gamel when as soon as they walked to the Beis HaMikdash, there was a room on the right, okay, which was called the Dir HaEitzim, the room where they kept the wood for the Mizbeach. And they would bow down opposite that room. That's not one of their 13 locations of bowing down. That was a 14th location. These two families would bow down. Why? Because they had tradition in their family that the ark, the Aron that was hidden away, was placed, and we're going to discuss this where the Aron is nowadays, was placed right underneath that room. And therefore they bowed down as soon as they walked in out of respect for the Aron, being in that place. The story with a kayan who was looking, uh, you know, he was looking inside that room. Uh, he, he had to get some wood and he got a little curious. He noticed a little change in the flooring. He, told, he went to tell somebody. And by the time he wanted to tell his whole story about noticing something, he died. And they knew once these stories, I'm calling it multiple stories because we're going to see these other stories as well, that started happening, this is where the Aaron is buried. HaKadosh Baruch does not want discussion about where the ark is nowadays. Turn to the says the Gemara. These Shaifarais were Akumais, upright and bent. They were narrow on top, Urachavan milmata and wider on bottom, like a shaifer. Why? Because of Ramam. Here's Ramam. Says like this: um, this is a, a, a very cute thing, which is the following. When you put money into a pushka, there's a little slot. You drop your money in. What happens if you want change? You flip open the pushka, you stick in your $5 bill, and you start rummaging around and you take out $4, let's say, or $3. But does anybody see or know how much money uh, the, the person put in? No. You assume the guy's honest. And when he's uh, sticking his fingers around in the pushka or in the, the little collection cup in the shul, that they're taking out less than they put in. Okay? In the Beis HaMikdosh, we didn't want, again, like, you know, you got to be clean. So it was narrow on top and wider on bottom. This way, people, once they put money and couldn't start... You know, sticking their hand in, and uh, possibly looking like uh, they're taking out more than was being put in. Tony to the price of Hashem Rebblazer in the name of Rebblazer Arin Gadol on that the Arin is not that did not remain in the area of the base of Miglas; rather, it went to bubble Matam, what's the reason? Why Yavasar Davar Amar Hashem? Because Baruch said nothing was left by the Harabayas. in Davar Ella The word dover is referring to the aseres had brus v'chinoim. and when the year was returning, Sholach Hamelach Nebuchadnezzar, sent the Yevieu Bavela and brought to Bavel with all the beautiful vessels of Akadish Kadosh Baruch Hu. What is the most beautiful vessel And the Beis Hamikdash? The Aron is the Aron. So you see, the art actually moved from Yerushalayim to. Bovel, Rebu Ben quoting Bim Aaron that the, the Aran was hidden bimkomo, meaning in the same place where it was kept in the Kaidash Hakadashim, it was hidden right underneath that spot, deep into the ground. So this is a, a, a different shot as well, right? It wasn't hidden underneath that room, it wasn't taken to Bavel this is hidden deep down. In the, uh, underneath the they, they they extended the poles, and they the poles were able to be seen. And they were never seen outside the area of Kodesh Hakadoshim. If they were never seen outside the area of Kodesh Hakadoshim, where is it? it? Must be it's just down underneath the ground. It says they were seen, but you said it was not allowed to be seen. Which, um, which, uh, which means that they, the, the, the same way, the dadim, uh, the, the, the breast form of, of a, on a person's body, sometimes the form of something is noticed, but it's not seen. It's never seen. Therefore, that's what the Poles were like, in that people were able to see that the Poles existed over there, but the actual pole itself was uh, was never uncovered to the regular eye outside of the Kadesh HaKadosh. Okay. For Abbanan Amidra Abbanan say, you know where the Aron is nowadays. It was hidden by this room that had wood. He was, you know, dealing, chopping, and you know, dealing with the wood in that room of the base hamikdash, preparing it for the mizbeach. He noticed the same story of our mishnah. You know that the the, the floor was a drop different. He ran to tell his friend, "Go, it's a little bit different over here." The floors. his They are understood from that the orin is hidden there, and this this is just this information is not supposed to get out. The Yotza that he went back and took a hammer to try to hit that spot where it looked a little different, and a spark shot out of the hammer and burnt him, and that's how he died. Period. Okay. So, interesting machlaikas, and the ultimate discussion of where the Aron is until this day. Tani, we learned in the ben Rabbi Yehuda ben Lakish says, This is so fascinating. There was more than one Aron. There were multiple Aronos. Says Rabbi Yehuda, there were two Aronus. There were actually two arks that traveled with Claudiusrol in the midbar echloisternus sunapisai kai one had the taira the Shai şey luchai luchas sunapisai another one had the broken tablets zeshai sunapisai the one that had the taira inside of it okay this is not about the hamishah chum şey taira kai molokh bayamai they always stand bayamai adodr seven meaning and this is what the psukim means when it says var rein brisa shemu maishal marshu garbamachna arvis did not move from inside the camp. But the other arm that had the broken luchos, that's what would constantly travel and go in and out along with Klael This is even when they left the, the regular encampment. They went to fight against Amalek, whatever it would, anytime they left, they took this arm with the broken luchos with them. And sometimes it was seen uh, by others with kliyos of Rabban, Rabbi, Rabban, say no. There's no such thing. There was not two aronos, Arun, There was only one ark. There was only one aron. Upamachas yatzemim eli the Nishba, and one time it was actually um, it uh, it was taken out during uh, the time of Eli when Eli was the king Gadol, and it was conquered. This is a story in Shmuel Aleph. The, when they were fighting against the Plushim, they ended up uh, um, taking away the Aaron. the Rabban. There's a pasuk that seems to be like the Rabban. There's only one Aron. What's going to be with us? Who's going to save us? Um, uh, who's who's going to save us from this tzaras of Hashem? Milad min And this is something that uh, was never heard of before. So you see from here that the Aran was never um was uh, never taken out otherwise and the one time they did go ahead and uh you know and, and did take it out uh it was captured. the this Pasuk seems to be a proof for Rabudish Rayamasha Lakia Gisha said to bring the Aran of Hashem but wasn't the Ar, the Aaron in Kiryas Ya'arim? Okay? So if you see that there was an Aaron in Kiryas D'arim, it must be that there were two Aaronis. One with Sha'ul and one in Kiryas Ya'arim. Because Sha'ul had an Aaron. And he's saying, go get the Aaron from Kiryas Ya'arim. So you see, there's two Aaronos, not like the Rabbana. In fact, Gemara may the What are the Rabbana going to do with this Pasuk? gisha Elay Yitzitz. He say, oh, you know, it doesn't mean the Aaron, it's referring to the Tzitz. Okay? The... The tzitz of the kayan gadol, and he wanted to use this for protection. Kariyamaseilu Rebbi Yehuda ben Lakish. We have a, a pasuk which is a proof to review re- the ben Lakish. The Arain and kai and Yehuda are all staying in sukkis. So you have. The Arain. said, "Frank the Gemara, top of tomorrow's daf." But the Arain was in Yerushalayim. so what do you mean it's in Sukkis? My This is a proof to have Judah ben Lakish. the Rabbanon going to do with the pasuk? Says the Gemara. Answer. Last step for today. There was a schach, a covering, that was on top of it. Because the base hamikdash had not yet been built, okay? And there, therefore, even though it was in Yerushalayim, it was still considered like it was in a sukkah, because it wasn't never inside the Beis HaMikdash It could be, says the Rabbanon, one Aron that's both in a sukkah in Yerushalayim, because it, never, it didn't have its place yet in the Beis HaMikdash. We'll hold it here for today, and tomorrow we will continue on with this fascinating discussion of what happened to the Aron when it was... Uh, when ultimately it was Nignaz, when it was hidden away. We'll pick up from here tomorrow. Ezra Hashem. Have a wonderful evening.